Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right. Oh, well, they're going to win the Super Bowl now. Okay. Uh, anyway, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. You'll forgive the Buffalo uh, skepticism and cynicism, which uh, radiates through my body. Anyway, uh, we have a lot of things we're going to get into today. Uh, News Radio 930 WBEN loves, and uh, one of them involves the weather because uh, last week we uh, talked about the possibility, not the certainty, but the possibility uh, that there might, in fact, be uh, a lake snow situation developing during the uh, heavy travel week for Thanksgiving. But apparently, such is not the case. But I want to talk a little bit here about uh, long-range forecasting and what it all means and what it's all about, and uh, invite your questions at 803 803- 0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And when I think of uh, weather, uh, quite frankly, I think of uh, meteorologist Andy Parker. Andy, uh, thanks very much. I really appreciate your time. Hey, no problem, Tom. I'm really happy that we're talking about long-term forecast instead of the lake effect, because we know a year ago you and I spent a lot of time discussing the lake effect and tracking its movements. But uh, this year, happy not to be doing that. Well, let's uh, let's just go back um, to the certainty you had and every meteorologist had prior to the Christmas blizzard of 22. What was it about the statistics, about the data at which you were looking, you were analyzing, that made the blizzard of 22 a certainty, and you told us about it five days in advance at least. Yeah, yeah. So here's the deal. Let me lay just a very brief groundwork, and then we can pick holes in it and say who did what wrong, and and it'll, it'll get more interesting, I promise. But when we look at data, there's several different computer models that have more than seven days advance warning of things. And when you review that, if you look at one snapshot of it, it's, it comes up with a solution. And that solution, that far out, is not very accurate. What you look for is successive solutions. Is the next one exactly the same? How did it change? Is this model A the same as model B? Are they both seeing the same thing? Have they both seen the same thing for multiple days? Sometimes these runs will happen about four times a day, so you get four looks at it. Now, the real interesting part of this and what most good meteorologists will look at is called something where it's a, uh, 
uh, an ensemble. So they'll run 30 versions of a single model, and then they'll show you the worst-case scenario and the best-case scenario, and then they have the mean, which is where most of the model runs ended up. And so a lot of times you rely on that as a better forecast for a long term than just looking at one snapshot of one run of at one time of day and running with it. So that's the data that goes into it. And you think, well, just a computer does it. Well, there's all these differences of opinion and each of those opinions have bias. Let's say you've got three friends and somebody thinks the Buffalo Bills offense is that's the worst, right? And someone says, no, no, it's the defense. That's the worst. And the other one over here says, well, if it wasn't for special teams, we'd be in the playoffs, right? Three opinions. And you have to look at the bias and say, okay, well, he always is biased against the offense, and this one's biased against the defense. And you as a, an observer and a forecaster, knowing what their biases are, then you meld all of those solutions together, and you can come up with a forecast that portrays a trend for a long term. Not that I'm going to solve the Bills problems here. I'm just looking at weather and how I can deal with that. Well, I mean, uh, if you could forecast Matt Milano's uh, future for next year, that would be uh, very appreciated, but I don't mean to get you out of your bailiwick. Uh, meteorologist Andy Parker is with us on News Radio 930 WBEN. So what was there about last year, uh, the week leading up to Christmas, that made you and every other forecaster dead certain that it was going to be a generational storm? Exactly what I told you. We looked at all of those models, and they all were screaming, not just hinting, screaming the same thing. There's going to be a storm in the Great Lakes. It's going to have a level five intensity, and then these are the elements it's going to bring. It's going to bring that big burst of uh, air, this, so those, uh, what we call those intense winds, and then it's going to uh, bring the cold air in sweeping across the lake and produce lake snow bands and that combination thereof. And then looking at the duration, we said, boy, this doesn't just get out of here in 12 hours. This is a, a two- to three-day event. That, that system was just going to hit and stick. Seeing that consensus, consensus is just a big fancy word for saying, hey, they're all saying the same thing, and they're not changing. Nobody's got a difference of opinion one day to the next. And when you see that five days out, that's when you put credibility into it. And that's when we started ringing the bell. And as we went through it, and I think you remember, I, you'd ask questions and I'd say, Tom, I can tell you these two things with certainty. These are the things we're uncertain about. Tomorrow, I'll be able to tell you with certainty the next piece of the puzzle. And then as you get closer, you can really pin down. And we nailed it, uh, you know, almost to the hour with the wind arriving and and you can produce that as you get closer so from a from a long ways away you can start to see a recipe and then as you get closer you can put the uh, actual timing location and intensity on well everybody saw it except the uh, local public radio station oh sorry i can't resist oh uh, andy parker is with us meteorologist on uh, news radio 930 wben um is lake effect snow particularly hard to forecast uh, yes, it is, because a lot of times a, uh, a model can show a signature that says, well, here we have potential. You've got this 52-degree water Lake Erie. You're going to get some 30s, and then if the other three pieces of the recipe come together, you're going to have the, a real good shot at lake effect. And then as you get closer, if you don't add something to that recipe, much like Thanksgiving dinner, it, it just it's off. Something's wrong. Uh 
Andy, cranberries or no cranberries? Uh, I go for the not the real cranberries, but the uh, the you know comes out of the can. You cut it. Yes. I, I don't know why. I love that. It's good. Okay. Well, whoever whoever's selling cranberries is doing a great job because it is in everything. But getting back to the uh, weather situation, um, and again, not to overly emphasize the blizzard of 22, but I can remember receiving emails at the radio station every time we'd have you on and people saying, well, if you're not trying to hype the storm, then how come you're having Andy Parker every day on for an hour? And I said at the time, look, it's not in our interest to hype the storm. We're simply giving you the information, the best information that we can at the time as we have it. But I'll tell you, nobody after the morning that Friday uh, sent us any nasty emails, uh, any nasty grams or any nasty phone calls saying, well, you overhyped this because everybody realized the gravity of what was happening. Yeah, and and you know what? I agree with uh, the, the 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 every man out there and every woman who's bombarded with big headlines and click this and you know everything has to be more sensational. In that situation last year, we went out of our way now, multiple times as we were on. So in case listeners dipped in and dipped out, to say, hey, look, this is a top five event. This is going to be a big one, and uh, and not just to say it to, you know, to keep them listening, but it was going to be real. This is not a, a fake situation. And then as we got closer, it became more and more apparent. And then that's when I think we really wanted to ratchet up the bullhorn because this was something that needed to get out there. But people have such pessimism and, uh, and, and distrust sometimes because outlets will do that when there's really no cause. And then it drowns out those that do when the time comes for them to listen. So I, I don't fault anybody for their, uh, you know, for their, for their comments, but um, it's, that's why you got to consider the source and WBEN is one of those spots that raise the flag when needed. Uh, well, we, you know, we certainly did. Uh, thanks in, in large part to you, obviously meteorologist Andy Parker is with us on news radio, WBEN. And again, um, Getting back to uh, the, I guess, the, the macro view of all of this, as somebody who lived through the blizzard of 1977 and then its aftermath, it seems to me that 1977 was like a watershed moment in local meteorological history and not for the obvious reasons uh, in terms of the reporting on the weather. Um, there was a sense back in 1977, and I don't know if it's a true sense or a false sense, uh, but there was a sense that it kind of caught everybody a little bit off guard in terms of its severity. And then after the blizzard of 1977, uh, every TV station increased its weather coverage, increased its weather time. It's almost like nobody wanted a flake to go undetected and unreported before it hit the ground. To me, that was 77 represented a tectonic change in the way Buffalo media outlets reported weather. Yeah, I mean, uh, having worked with Tom, I certainly am not old enough to say I was working at, at Channel 7 at the time, but uh, with Tom Jules and, and the perspective on it and seeing the, you know, the blizzard of 93 and all the subsequent storms from there, uh, they were all measured by that one because you hit it on the head. It was a surprise because you didn't have the technology to track the front as it went from the Canadian prairies across the 
uh, northern tier and then the way it boiled up into the Great Lakes, it, you, were, you were more blind to these things. The satellite images only came in once an hour. And I remember <laughs> this is in the 90s. We would download, you'd get six images, and you would hope to glean something from that. So, uh, yeah, back then it was uh, more flying blind, and you were now casting, hey, it just hit Cleveland, it's on its way, and that's the type of, that's the way weather was. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember that. And I, I just, I remember the, uh, I don't want to say increased hype, but the increased attention to weather forecasting at the uh, three local TV news stations. It's like they all wanted to outdo each other. Uh, I remember, uh, I, think, I think Eric Warren from Channel 2 may have been the first actual meteorologist uh, that was hired in Buffalo uh, at TV station to do the weather on Channel 2. Uh, that may or may not be correct, but that is my recollection of the time it may be flawed but everybody wanted to get uh, a bump ahead of everybody else in terms of weather credibility um when we talk about people's cynicism uh, your thoughts as a meteorologist on everybody seems to know or thinks they know more than the actual meteorologists uh is there a word for that phenomenon uh, I probably one you can't use on the radio, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean everybody likes to think that they're that what they see there. There's disbelief to it, um, distrust. Uh, I think that rings true for a lot of just what comes across your phone or or what you see on TV now, and and weather is no uh, no different than that. You know, Andy, what I always say, and you can correct this if it's wrong, but uh, for most long-term weather forecasts, and we'll, we're going to leave 2022 aside as far as the blizzard because um, you absolutely nailed that. I remember after we had you on, Bob Hamilton with the Buffalo Office of the National Weather Service, um, he called in to basically corroborate what you were saying and said, actually, the winds might be a little bit more than what Andy is saying. And there was this universal... Uh, belief, knowledge, and understanding that it was going to be an absolutely horrific storm. And I remember the bulletin from the National Weather Service saying, travel will be difficult to impossible. And I kept stressing that. I think that came out Thursday before the actual brunt of the storm hit uh, early on, on Friday morning. Um, the But the way that I try to explain it to people is, uh, with most weather events, the closer you get to the actual event itself, the more accurate, the more reliable the forecast is going to be because you've got more up-to-date data. You've got better information from which to draw a conclusion as to what the probable results of a particular system are going to be. The closer you get to that system hitting a given geographic area like western New York. Yeah, that's how. that's exactly it. You can see... Uh, anytime you look at a seven-day, a 10-day, a 15-day forecast, you look at those things, and you don't pick out particular – no one's going to tell you, hey, at, at 3 in the morning, the sky is going to be this, and it's gonna, the wind will be that direction. That's not what it's for. It's to show you a trend. Is it, is it trending towards colder than normal temperatures or warmer than normal? Like sitting here right now, I'm looking ahead to the uh, beginning of uh, end of November, beginning of December. And there is a change. No more 60s coming our way. It's looking like it's going to the 30s and locking in there. Um, and so we look at those type of trends. Now, within that, there's going to be storms that pass through. And the question is, will there be any that develop into a level of significance that would warrant an advance warning 
more than two or three days out. And, uh, and at this point, no. And with this last Thanksgiving event that has riled up so many people, and they are right to be riled up, there are some folks out there that decided that they would take a snapshot of one model at one time and flop it out to the Internet and say, Buffalo and Western New York are going to have feet of lake effect snow. And that got passed around and passed around. And people then come to me and say, is this real? Is this going to happen? Is, and, and you can't say no, blanket no, because there's always, at that point, there was a chance. So you say, it's really not likely. But people don't, they see that graphic and they want to think that's, that's the forecast. And then when it doesn't happen, those people that flop that image out, they fade away into the Internet. You never get to see them. And it's the rest of us who kind of are on the forefront, the face of weather in western New York and the voice. We're the ones cleaning up the mess that some of those people do. So when you Andy, see stick, that, if it's stick, not from a credit source, you can't stick, trust it. Stick by with us. We're going to put you on hold. We're going to talk to you more. If you have questions or comments for meteorologist Andy Parker, 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. And I was out earlier this morning when it's in the uh, 20s, and I think my gonads are still in my liver somewhere, and they'll, they'll descend eventually. On News Radio 930, WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, loves, welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. So we're not going to be buried under an avalanche of lake effect snow during the Thanksgiving week. After all, uh, joining us right now is a guy who never said that, Andy Parker, meteorologist, uh, who, as you know, as you might recall, was on with us uh, many days prior to the blizzard of 22, warning us that this was not a drill, this was the real thing, and we'd best be prepared for it. So, uh, Andy, uh, can, can you, uh, again, explore and expand upon your hypothesis as far as what happened last Thursday and Friday with some of the local uh, so-called meteorologists who may perhaps have jumped the gun or uh, uh, said something was going to be a lot more severe than it turned out to, to be? Yeah, it, it is. They did. And, and there are people out there. I'm not going to name names, but let's just say that if you saw a snow map that had snow totals across western New York last week, that was just completely irresponsible to try to put snow totals out there. 
And, and some of the, the worst offenders are not the names that you see on the TV and the radio. They're, they're these armchair people somewhere on the Internet, and they throw this image out there that says 36 inches, feet of snow for Buffalo, and then it gets passed around the Internet, and your Aunt Marge puts it on her Facebook page, and then someone else sees it, and before you know it, it's just out there. And everybody's asking and wondering, what is, what's going on? It, the, the map says that much. That map was junk. And the, unfortunately, then everybody is asking questions, well, is this going to happen? And you say, well, there's, there's a potential for a storm, which is what we're going to get tomorrow night, but it's going to be wind and rain, and it's not going to end up being snow. So there, there, there were data available that uh, uh, did suggest that something was going to happen, but certainly not on the scale that uh, many irresponsible people put out uh, that it would be or likely be. Not that, yeah, yeah. When you put out a snow total map, and that was one, that's the holy grail, Tom. Once you put that out there, and then to, if you put it out and you said 24 inches of snow, and then the next day you come out and say, well, it's only going to be two. Man, you shouldn't be employed. That, that, is, that is an absolute terrible way to use the, uh, the microphone or the camera that uh, the FCC provides. It, it, it is an injustice to listeners and viewers to be jerked around one way or another. It's your job as a meteorologist to parse through that and say, this is really what I think is going to happen. And when you put that out there, you've got to own it. And that's why if more people had to take ownership of it and not just throw a number out there and, and yell fire in the theater, and when everybody gets up to leave, then they say, oh, never mind. It, guess how you think that guy would walk out of the theater? Probably not. On the Internet, those, those folks that yell fire can just fade away and there's no consequence. So, uh, unfortunately, that stuff gets out there now, and it's more on the public. Once you see that, go to a trusted source. Turn on BEN. If they're not saying it, it's probably not true, and that's unfortunately the, the status of life that we live in now where you have to double-check your sources with trusted sources. And, uh, and unfortunately, you started to see a lot of those maps come out with more certainty than ever should have been placed seven, eight days in advance. Was there something that was going to happen? Yes. There was no certainty to it at all. Andy Parker, meteorologist, voice of reason here on News Radio 930 WBEN. You know, prior to every winter, it seems, or prior to every change of season, we do get official people coming out saying, well, here's our analysis of the winter of 23-24. And I always want to know, Andy, given all of the variables that go into weather, all of the unknowns, all of the, well, uh, all of the unknown parts of the equation, as a meteorologist, do you put any uh, uh, credibility whatsoever to those forecasts that come out, those, those uh, you know, hey, hey, hey 2324, uh, you can expect more snow than usual. It'll be a wet snow. You'll see temperatures dropping into the zeros in January. Is anything to that? You know what? Temperatures, yes. Uh, wholeheartedly, uh, it's, it's much easier to say, here's what our, our winter is not going to be as harsh. I remember a February where, uh, I forget, it was 2015, I think. We had an ice desk outside on the weather set. It didn't melt the entire month. We never got above 32 all throughout February. Temperature trends, you can see those things. They're, they're slower-moving targets. Individual storms that can really disrupt life, those are impossible to see 
more than like seven or 10 days out. So could you have a year where the, the snow is under 100 inches and people feel that it was a pretty easygoing winter, winter because it came, in, it came in twos and threes instead of 60 all at once? Um, yes, but I think when you look at the total number of inches and you put that on there, well, we're going to get less than normal. But if it comes all at once in one storm, it, it almost is worse than if it was spread out over the whole winter. So, yeah, you, because you can't see when the snow is coming and how it's coming, to determine to use the amount of snow in a year as a, as a litmus test for how winter is going to be, is just it, it's not the right measuring tool. Now, when you talk about temperatures for uh, the remainder of this year and heading into the winter months of 2024, what does Andy Parker see coming up? Did you, did you, you have that data handy? Yeah, sure. It's, uh, it's always looking ahead. You, you have to. And uh, the first part of December is when, when people say, when is it going to feel like winter? And uh, This morning in my driveway. <laughs> yeah, the 20s were out there. The ice scrapers. Hopefully everyone at least has put the snow brush and the ice scrapers in the car. We've gotten to the end of November without a, a real, you know, uh, we've had some snow. It stuck for like a day and went on Halloween. But the month of November has been a pretty easygoing month. I think as we turn the corner past Thanksgiving, the temperature trend alone, bringing the 30s in for highs more frequently, it won't take much. Once you have a consistent cold base, any little storm that zips through the Great Lakes is going to bring some snow with it. So that said, once we get to this weekend, the following 10 days, people are going to say it feels like winter. And, and that's what we're in for. The 30s, we're going to have some snow in there the first week of uh, December. But beyond that, as to when the next undulation of warmth comes in, it's, it's different, it gets very murky, and there's not a lot of warmth. I'll tell you that. It looks like, uh, it looks like the first half of December is going to kind of lock into a colder pattern, which will, the lake at 52 is going to allow the opportunity mm. for multiple bands of lake effect in that in that time period but at this point there's nothing that i'm looking at the next 10 days that says hey we got to watch this time period for a development of a another big you know uh snowstorm in the great lakes that's not there's no sign of that at all uh, manageable uh manageable cold and manageable snow what you'd expect for this time of year going from november into december so what you're saying is uh, in December, they ought to allow me to do the show from Jamaica. That, 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 that's what I hear you saying, personally. Um, if Andy there's Parker, an extra plane ticket on that ride, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Andy Parker is with us on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN, uh, talking about uh, the weather uh, situation and how these forecasts get out of hand on the Internet and how bad information gets out there. Uh, for people who do plan on traveling, and let's face it, people are still going through post-pandemic cooped-up situations where they want to get out and they want to see the world, they want to see their families. Uh, Andy, as you look ahead uh, to the next few days, what are you seeing as far as uh, any weather situations, either here or at some of the key hubs of uh, airlines uh, which serve uh, Buffalo? You got it. Here we go. First thing, today is easy going. Now, tomorrow morning, no problems. The rain comes in on Tuesday, but then it's to wind, Tom. We could get 50 to 60-mile-an-hour winds on the hilltops of Southern Erie and Chautauqua County. So Tuesday night is windy but wet, not white. 
It's not cold enough, but boy, it, it, like I said, it came close. It's going to be a wind and rain event for us here Tuesday evening into Wednesday. The winds die down, the temperature cools off, but not cold enough to fire up that lake effect machine. We're a few degrees shy of that. Thursday here in western New York is no problem. Uh, New York State, if you go down the thruway to Syracuse, Albany, and if you're trying to get to Connecticut, something like that, you're going to run into snow uh, Tuesday evening into Wednesday morning. So if you're traveling early Wednesday morning to the east, you're going to run into problems. If you're traveling west, you'll have no problems. But Tuesday night into early Wednesday, we get wind and water, and then it turns to snow once you get to central New York and, um, and points mm. east. So, I mean, what about this nor'easter they're talking about for New York City? Uh, I read an article on Saturday afternoon, I think, about, oh, my goodness, batting down the hatches, major nor'easter is going to come. People heading to the New York metropolitan area, they've got nothing to worry about? Uh, There will be a time period in uh, the Tuesday night into Wednesday morning where wind could uh, cause some delays. Uh, When you take the very fragile airline industry as it is, any little disruption just so I'm expecting this to anyone with a Wednesday morning flight or a Tuesday evening flight should be looking to know where they're going to go. If we get delayed or canceled, what's my next move after that, though, Wednesday afternoon, I think that thing clears on out and you're OK. Uh, well, that's uh, that's pretty cool, and and you're seeing nothing like uh, Atlanta, Charlotte, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, Chicago. Uh, may, I'm sure I'm missing some hubs uh, here and there, um, other than the possibility of what you just mentioned in the New York metropolitan area. Yeah, those look to be those look to be the ones that are going to be affected in that Tuesday evening to Wednesday morning. If someone has something more specific, and I'll do a shameless plug here because we can't address them all on the radio. If you want to text me, my uh, my phone number is seven one six five zero three two six three nine. It's five zero three Andy. And if you text weather to that, you'll get an immediate forecast back. If you have a weather question, just like you asked me, you can ask that. Just send me a text. And then uh, and we'll get back to you. So if you have a friend coming in from out of town and you want to know what's going on or you're trying to leave, make a decision, you don't know who to trust about a storm coming up. Make sure you have that in your in your cell phone and you can send a text at any time and have peace of mind is just one text away. It's five zero three two six three nine. 503 Andy, and of course, uh, the area code 716. And it is a uh, tremendous service. Uh, I'm signed up for it, and it doesn't cost a cent. And I get to bother Andy as much as uh, as much as I please. Um, Andy Parker, I want to thank you very much uh, for your time and sorting this all out for us. And uh, I think giving a lot of people uh, a some semblance of relief, except perhaps those who might have something to do with the metro- uh, New York metropolitan area. Uh, but even there, we're not talking about anything cataclysmic. Uh, but as you pointed out, even a slight delay um, can screw things up. That it can. Thomas, always a pleasure. Thank you, Andy. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Meteorologist Andy Parker on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, I always thought that uh, the city or the county should uh, give Andy some kind of recognition for his. Uh, 
uh, indefatigable efforts during the blizzard of 22 and just prior to the blizzard of 2022 because uh, he did uh, just uh, an incredible job in giving us all uh, plenty of advance notice as to what could be uh, what could be well what was going to happen and it did happen there's a reason I had a go bag ready 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 to put in the car and get my butt into work early uh, we have so many things to get into uh, the rest of today I hope you enjoyed their little conversation there with Andy Parker um, I always think uh, it's great to talk with uh, Andy on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, we have, again, uh, plenty of things that uh, we're going to uh, uh, we're going to be diving into. And uh, yeah, the the, uh, the uh, long the sorry about this. You ever get like a stubborn hair that's like trapped? No, not not. not I know what you're thinking. It's like trapped between your teeth, and it's <laughs> you're trying to like get it out, and it's like you need tweezers, but then you can't see it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> hey, you know you're getting old when Amazon delivers a package, and you get super excited because you know that inside the package is your brand new nose and ear hair trimmer. You know that's when you have hit the point of near senility hey um real real quickly um uh, i i gotta ask you guys I, I i gotta i gotta ask you guys i wasn't gonna do this but uh, i will anybody uh, anyway i uh was at a uh, football party yesterday at a friend's house and uh, one of the guests there was talking about her heated vest now, I can imagine a heated vest would be probably one of the greatest inventions ever. Does, does, does anybody listening to my show right now, don't, I, I don't even know where this is coming from, okay? Something is moving me. The spirit is stirring within me. Does, does anybody out there, do you have a heated jacket or a heated vest, and is it worth the money? I was on Amazon earlier today. And I was looking up heated jackets and heated vests. And apparently they come with battery packs. I don't know if they're rechargeable. I don't know if they're D batteries, C cells, uh, trip, uh, double A, triple A. I have no idea. But uh, I thought to myself, that sounds like a really awesome idea, especially for those of us who aren't particularly fond of cold or maybe people who like to ski. So I'm just kind of curious. Hey, look, this is, I wasn't going to go, wasn't going to go here. This is just off the top of my head. Show prep be damned. Does anybody listening to my voice have a heated jacket, a heated vest, or heated gloves? And was it worth the money? And how often do you have to change the batteries in the damn thing? I, I am curious because i got to tell you something. The older I get, the, the less tolerance I have for cold. It was only uh, 28 degrees in my driveway this morning, and I had an appointment I, I had to get to, and I, oh, my goodness. And I had like three layers on, and I said to myself, wow, and so it begins. Anybody out there with a heated vest, a heated jacket, and uh, any other ideas on great clothes to uh, wear uh, when the weather gets cold? Um, I wasn't even going to ask this, but why not? I'm just in a goofy mood. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Pam, on a cell phone, first victim of the day, you are on WBEN. Talk to me. Hi, Tom. Yeah, I bought three people heated vests for Christmas last year. It was some 
special. I'm not sure if it was on a TV show or what. But my daughter adores her hers, but it's only because she uses it. The other two people don't even try. So if you're willing to use it, she loves it. But she well, what, what are the downsides? Like what are the downsides of, of using it? Do you, do you have to like have your batteries charged, or or they just use uh, standard batteries? No, it's a battery like you would use to extra battery to charge your phone, like one of those cells or whatever they are. So it's got to be charged. Um, and that's it. So in the event of power failure, the heated jacket or vest wouldn't do you any good. Well, unless you had it charged already. Uh, yes, unless of you course. Were proactive. Yeah. And, and, well, which, which, of course, you have to be. Now, ri- right. riddle me this. When it's as cold as it was during the blizzard of 22 last year, how much real life do you get out of your heated vest? Um, she says about three hours. Mm. And and she loves it, huh? She does. She oh, does. Gotta, she's, she's one of those people that gets cold. The cold is very painful to her. Oh, so. I believe me. I I, I understand. And uh, when certain parts of my anatomy descend again from my kidneys, I'll uh, let you know. <laughs> um, thank you uh, very much. I appreciate it. You're uh, welcome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I wasn't going to go here, but, uh, you know, talking about beating the heat. I said heat with an H, by the way. I've got a lot of other things to get into, but what is your favorite tool for beating the cold? I mean, we're heading into the season, and this morning was kind of a wake-up call for me, like, oh, good Lord. Um, And it wasn't even that bad this morning. But like I said, the older I get, the less tolerance my body has for cold. And I used to be somebody, eh, minus 10? I'll just put on some long underwear and a nice jacket and a hat, and I'll be fine. Yeah, those days are uh, are gone. 8.03, now it's like, hello, Jamaica, um, are you free for the next – Five months, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.